Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2129, Mortgages, Home Equity, and Retirement Spending by Jeremy Jacobson of GoCurryCracker.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Now let's get right to it and continue optimizing your life. Mortgages, Home Equity, and Retirement Spending by Jeremy Jacobson of GoCurryCracker.com. Is home equity part of net worth? When I Googled how to calculate net worth, one of the first results was very succinct. Net worth is assets minus liabilities. And it is simple. Hence, home equity, home value minus mortgage, is part of net worth, which is great for accounting purposes. But does it work for retirement budgeting? Retirement budgeting. The 4% rule is often used or at least discussed when planning a retirement budget. Summarized, plan to spend 4% of your starting portfolio value each year adjusted for inflation. Following this guideline, your retirement money should last at least 30 years, even in the worst cases in the historical record, which is why it's the 4% rule and not the 5% rule. It's in these hard times that the trouble of including home equity and net worth becomes clear. What if you based your retirement budget on total net worth, including home equity, and you happen to retire in 1966, the worst retirement ever? Maybe at retirement, your stock and bond portfolio is worth $750,000 and your paid off home was worth $250,000, 75% and 25%. Come 1980 or so, and your net worth has dropped to about $250,000. Where is this $250,000? In the house. All of it. All stocks and bonds have been sold and spent. Now what? Sell it and downsize? Get a reverse mortgage? Rent out a room or two? Any of these could be a reasonable option in this situation. Maybe you have a preference. I certainly do. That preference is to not be in this situation in the first place by not including home equity in net worth for the purposes of calculating a retirement budget. Said another way, exclude home equity from the portfolio. But my home has real value. Certainly I don't just assume it has zero value in retirement. Right you are. That value is in the form of imputed rent. You spend less due to no rent or mortgage, and you spend that lesser sum from a smaller portfolio that doesn't include home equity. 
In the preceding example, this would entail spending 30 grand a year rather than 40 grand, 4% of a $750,000 portfolio. Now in the year 1980, you'd still have 437,000 remaining and 250,000 in the house. There are still six years worth of spending in the investment portfolio out of the original 25. Things are less robust if you have a mortgage because of the cash flow necessary to make the monthly payment. But you have a mortgage. I do. I even invested it. There was some interesting discussion about how we think of the mortgage on our recent blog post, our California dream and budget. The following is intended to be clarifying remarks. Market value of house minus mortgage value equals home equity, which is not included in our net worth for budgeting purposes. I plan to spend less than 4% of the remainder. I chose to have a mortgage because it seemed a reasonable hedge. We got to borrow at 2.75% and let relatively high inflation eat that in the early years. I fully expect dividends from investing the mortgage to easily make our mortgage payment in short order. The rest is profit. In the short term, this has cash flow implications. I need to generate the cash to make the monthly payments. This isn't a large problem as I size the mortgage such that the payments were comfortably within our ability to pay, even though I could have borrowed substantially more and should have in hindsight. A portion of those payments is a real expense. Interest paid is gone forever. The remainder of each payment is principal and I can choose to spend that again in the future, either via a home sale or borrowing. For this reason, the principal amount is not part of our budget. It's just a slight shift of asset allocation from stocks and bonds to real estate each month. Should every retiree have a mortgage? No. Debt can be a great tool, sweet, sweet debt. And mortgage debt is one of the best kinds of debt, but it doesn't mean it's automatically a benefit. Circumstances matter. Interest rates have more than doubled in the year since we got a mortgage, resulting in a 40% larger monthly payment if we were to refinance at today's rates. With such high interest rates, 55 to 6%, the delta to long-term stock market returns, 10%-ish, isn't as interesting. We're spending less than our portfolio can bear with plenty of cash flow. Were we close to max budget, 4%, or if we had to sell stock regularly to make mortgage payments, I would be less willing to shoulder the additional risk of the mortgage. There are plenty of articles out there highlighting the sequence of return risk of carrying a mortgage. Imagine having to sell stock that's down 50% to make a mortgage payment, effectively doubling your housing costs. Is a mortgage risky then? Debt is leverage, which multiplies returns and losses. Magnifying losses, especially without income, is a bad thing, obviously. But if you have the cash flow and can ride any short-term loss out, having a mortgage is no more risky than early retirement itself, less risky even. Quoting a reader, sequence of return risk analysis assumes withdrawal amount rises with inflation. Mortgage loan expense remains fixed, unadjusted for inflation for the life of the loan. Run the numbers in C-Fire SIM, setting the withdrawal amount as fixed, non-inflation adjusted, and you'll see that a leveraged investing via mortgage strategy with a 3% interest rate loan has a better success rate and has been quite safer than the 4% rule, end quote. To which my reply was, I should have borrowed more. Summary. 
It's never a good idea to include home equity and net worth for the purposes of calculating a retirement budget. In bad times, this could force a home sale or borrowing, both of which are best done by choice rather than necessity. Instead, keep the home equity separate and enjoy the imputed rent of a paid-for or somewhat paid-for house. Mortgages can be a positive or negative factor in retirement, all depending on the circumstances. Likewise, with the choice to invest mortgage proceeds, since we're able to get a 30-year mortgage at a 2.75% fixed rate, inflation was 9% plus. We had plenty of cash flow and we were spending less than our portfolio would bear. A mortgage was a great choice, probably. Mortgages can increase sequence of return risk due to regular portfolio withdrawals to make mortgage payments. However, at a low mortgage rate, a mortgage is actually less risky than early retirement itself. Because of the nuance and dependencies, there's no one-size-fits-all conclusion for mortgages in retirement. You just listened to the post titled Mortgages, Home Equity, and Retirement Spending by Jeremy Jacobson of GoCurryCracker.com. For a lot of people, it can be stressful and confusing to manage their finances. Even I used to feel this way when using different finance apps. But then I tried Monarch Money and everything got so much easier. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash O-F-D for your extended 30-day free trial. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. Great insight here on calculating net worth for the purposes of retirement income. Many people prefer to be mortgage-free and that results in them having a large percentage of their net worth locked up in their primary residence. But here's some more food for thought. If the interest rate on your mortgage is less than 5%, you'll likely make a higher return on interest from investments than the money you would save in interest by aggressively paying off your mortgage. I personally have chosen not to pay off my mortgage early for a number of reasons. Firstly, I don't look at my primary residence as an investment and I don't want my money held up in a tangible asset. I prefer the liquidity of stocks. The argument for the peace of mind in being mortgage-free doesn't appeal to me because my mortgage is $600 per month. 
So this is an expense that's easily met, especially because I don't have a car payment or any other debt. If you have a high monthly mortgage, I can see the peace of mind of not having a mortgage being more attractive. I also don't know how long I'll live in this house, but I do plan to keep it and rent it out after I move on. So why not let the tenants pay the mortgage? I like the advice from my friend Frank Vasquez over at Risk Parity Radio, who recommends to have no more than 10 to 20% of your net worth in your residence so that you can put the bulk of your money into income-producing assets. Paying off your mortgage without consideration of your total financial picture could lead you to putting too many of your eggs in one basket. And one of the keys to a good investment strategy is diversification. That should do it for today. Have a happy rest of your day and I'll see you on the Sunday show where your optimal life awaits.